0: Faithful listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Keystone Chronicles podcast. This week's episode features two PA guys that help moderate and market the Bow Hunting League, a free bow hunting tournament. Cole Wilbert and Wayne Gladley give us the lowdown on tournament that promotes camaraderie and teamwork in the form of hunting. This contest has some great prizes, guys. Uh, didn't I have that it's free it also comes with the ability to network and get yourself around maybe trade some hunts with some other dudes and make some great lifelong friends our guys go over some roles and ways to enter as well as some insight from their years experiencing the part of the bow hunting league check out their Facebook page guys uh, they couldn't say enough good things about it as far as the everybody chiming in and out of different kills the guys are posting on the page and you know just maybe look into checking it out yourself and getting yourself entered. With this thing being free, I mean, where can you go wrong, man? You you get in there, you end up shooting a big deer that year, and next thing you know, maybe you're with a free bow. So I want to thank our PA guys for coming through, uh, spitting some facts and, and educating us on this tournament. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. Thanks again for tuning in. Let's get at it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Keystone chronicles podcast with us this week the bow hunting league wayne and cole guys how are you doing doing pretty good how about yourself um i'm great man we were we were BSing here a little bit before we come on and uh i'm I'm super excited to have you guys come through and talk about what you're doing with the bow hunting league and uh before we get into that i'd like for you guys to introduce yourself wayne let's go ahead and start with you
1: all right well uh, my name is wayne gadley And, uh, born, raised and in Pennsylvania, I've been here my whole life. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Marionville. Don't know if anyone knows where that's at, but basically we were surrounded by, uh, public land, national forest. Um, and that's what I cut my teeth on and that's where I, that's how I learned to hunt because that's what we had. Um, currently I live south of that and I live in Clarion County and, uh, my trade, um, I'm a forester. So I spend a pile of time in the woods. Basically, that's all I do is live in the woods. (laughs) So it's pretty good for, you know, I enjoy it. Spend a lot of time in the woods, and then uh, I get to scout and, you know, do all that stuff while I'm at work. So sort of has – I have a little bit of an advantage uh, over some guys because of that.
2: Yeah.
0: I would definitely say you do. You know, one of the games of being an outdoorsman – is knowing your trees right and
2: and Correct. i'm sure
0: that uh that you you can spot your trees pretty well and oh yeah some of them man i'm telling you i i've considered myself a pretty decent woodsman too and boy some of them I don't know, yeah without the leaves on them i i can i get them mixed up
2: you know
1: right i don't i can classify by bark real easy very, um <laughs> but it makes a big difference whether you're looking at a white oak or a red oak or you right. know scarlet oak or black oak or whatever so mm-hmm. make it can make a big difference but it sort of blows my mind how many guys don't even know what an oak tree is. Right. You know, they don't yep. know how to spot an oak tree in late fall or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just, for me, it's just natural because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, well, and you grew up with something that, that really helped you in the long run because that that's one of the top things. Like you said, it's really overlooked, and I talk about it all the time on this show. The woodsmanship is a dying thing. So I, I
1: agree with that. And that's what uh, I would say separates me from a lot of guys is the ability to, you know, I, I don't even have to, I mean, I can look at a map and pick out a piece of property, pick it apart pretty quick, but it's just, there's something about it. When you spend time in the woods, you can find places really quick. And I don't, it's hard to explain that, how to, how to do that to somebody, you yeah. know? Um, mm-hmm. but like my dad, um, as far as I know, he's one of the best guys in the area for knowing. I mean, if, if you're in a 20-mile radius of his house, he's been there. You know, you say, oh, I was down this valley. And he's like, oh, if you go down there and you go this far to the left, there's a rock down there and there's a, you know, there's a birch tree. And, like, he he knows everywhere. So mm-hmm. I learned from someone that had a lot of experience. Um, so when I was 12 years old, I probably knew most more than most guys already did just from his experience, you know. And then I just took what he taught me and I just, you know – Podcast experience—I just keep growing on that and just keep, you know, advancing that, you know, knowledge that I have.
0: Yeah, yeah, you—you you definitely got, um, you know, some luck there because I know a lot of guys that would kill to have a mentor show them, you know, what tree is which because for some reason most people just don't like to pick up a book, man. And I, I don't—it right. just it's kind of blows my mind. I don't really understand what the deal was with that, but you know, podcasts are great, and I mean, you're—this is coming from a guy who is doing a podcast nothing beats a book i'm sorry um yeah I, I mean unless you you know maybe rewind a podcast several times and listen to it and, and i know everybody you know indulges their information differently and, and understands stuff you know the comprehensive level different but i don't know i i just feel like a book's the way to go and highlight the stuff that you really you know think is is right or write it down and and you can go back and look at it again and I, just, I don't I, like to read, so that doesn't help me too much. <laughs> well, you know, they make pop-up books, too. Right, the ones that... yeah. I'm a, I'm a hands-on
2: guy. Pictures.
0: <laughs> All right, brother. Well, cool. Let's move over to you, man. How about a little introduction?
3: All right. My name is Cole Wolbert. I am also born and raised here in PA. I've lived in Clarion County my entire life. I actually live in southern Clarion County right on the line around Jefferson and Armstrong as well. Uh, it's a small town called Mayport. It's like right between Brookville and New Bethlehem. Uh, i've been hunting pretty much my entire life i think the first time that i was in a in a tree stand hunting was with my dad before i could even hardly walk i was like two or three and he had me in a tree stand started archery hunting right off the bat as soon as i started hunting uh i was actually able to hunt the first year that they had actually come out with the mentored program mm-hmm. so i started whenever i was about four or five started with a compound right off the bat fell in love with it uh killed my first buck at nine and it's been a slippery slope from there that has drugged me in. Uh, I've always hunted private land for the majority of my life, and then here in the past few years, I've kind of started moving to the public a little more. Yeah. I haven't had a ton of luck, but it's it's been a journey, and it's been something that I've been interested in trying to do to make it make it a little more challenging, add a little bit more fun to it, and uh, just kind of kind of going with the flow of things with the whole hunting thing and archery thing and. Every year it seems like I just don't want to pick up the gun anymore. Uh, it's just I can understand constantly that. wanting to do it with a bow. Yep. Uh, ended up that I went to college for environmental biology, so I kind of learned a little bit of the trees and stuff there. Definitely not up to par with Mr. Forrester here, <laughs> but uh, I can hold my own a little bit. I can tell the difference between an oak tree and, 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 a, and a maple tree. tree. But, <laughs> yeah, and a maple tree. <laughs> I know which ones drop the stuff that the deer like, so that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, it's it's been a journey for me, and I've been pretty fortunate in in the years that I've been hunting and everything, so I've killed a few nice deer, but always looking to kill one bigger, you know? So, you
0: you said something there, and I'm going to dive right into this and pick your brain right away, cool. So, you you come from a line where you were hunting uh, private ground, and you also are hunting the public ground, Mm -hmm. and I want you to touch on here the differences of hunting those those uh private versus public what you like about one what you don't like about one and then the same on the other side
3: so i'm probably gonna blow your mind on this (laughs) so the biggest factor that pushed me into starting to hunt some public is i got tired of running into people on private i had permission to hunt a bunch of private Mm -hmm. had in whenever i was still in high school had a farm that I was able to hunt. We ended up, we got kicked off of that farm the last week of archery season because the owner's one buddy didn't want us on there. <laughs> so it wasn't even the owner that kicked us off. His buddy kicks us off for no reason. Right. And then ended up that the past few years on the private that I've been hunting, I've been running into more and more people. That it's all, all just stuff that I had asked for permission on, family, friends, and stuff like that. Started running into more people, decided that I wanted some more spots. I was kind of limited, and I just couldn't find any of the deer that I had on camera, and a lot of it, because of all the all the commotion in there. I mean, side-by-sides, four-wheelers, stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Went to public, obviously, on, like, state game lanes and stuff like that. There's no four-wheelers and stuff, so right. that was a huge plus for me. And uh, it's, it's been some, some public land that my dad had some familiarity with whenever he was a kid, So he kind of pushed me in the direction of where he had hunted and everything and first couple times i went into public i mean this past season i hunted one game lands first day that i was in there i walked in and saw two great deer that were probably 120 to 130 inches i mean like 200 yards from the parking area because everybody else went one way i went the other way Mm -hmm. and uh it's just it's been a big learning curve though trying to figure out how to hunt deer that were being pressured by other hunters Compared to deer that were just being pressured by people running all over the place through the woods, yep. I mean it's they they definitely respond two totally different ways, but luckily enough, I've I've been very fortunate in being able to find deer on the public land. Just haven't been able to seal it yet, but I've come close. Yeah,
0: well I like how you say yet, and it's it it'll happen. I mean you you know how it yep. is when 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 you put your time in in this game, it will happen, right? And you start connecting that puzzle and maybe you know you have that whole puzzle laid out, that 100-piece puzzle in front of you, or 1,000-piece, or whatever you have, but you're, you're missing that one piece, right? And it's under the couch, or it's over here, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you find that piece and you plug it in, things really just click and come together, and the next thing you know, you're on a, a killing spree, as they would say, on, <laughs> on Halo, or whatever. Um, I want to say that I hunt private, both uh, uh, private and public, and the private's great we have private land and i have permission on some other land now the pressure on the private land i hunt like you were just saying is heavier than it is on the public land that i hunt and what i don't like about it is if i'm hunting my family land i don't want to just go up and walk past so and so at dark right or um, maybe i get in a stand late or maybe i'm going mobile. And I want to wait till it gets a little bit light out, so that I don't climb a dead tree or put myself in a, you know, in a in a bad spot, right? Because I've mm-hmm. I've done that in dark. You know, right. I, I got in the wrong tree. You know, where a tree looks good, and I <laughs> it starts to get light as I'm getting up the tree, and I, I can't shoot here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you you get in the woods a little later, or whatever. And I don't want to bump the deer around as it gets light out. I, I mean, I'm not going to purposely walk in front of anybody or, or mess anybody's hunt up on the public ground. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going wherever I want. Right. If if I know that there's not, you know, directly somebody in that area where I'm going to mess them up, I'm going there, and I don't care if I jump deer. I don't give a shit what goes on. Like I'm going in there. I'm going to be as aggressive as as possible, and that's. I think that that's how you make it happen. I really do. Um, you know, they they say the first sits the best, and and I do agree with that 100. I I really do, but. Um, I think that that's the beauty of the public, man. It's just run a gun, and there's people in there. Nobody just nobody gives a shit. Um, you know, if you're hunting the same spot year in and year out, you and you're killing deer. Good for you. I'm, I'm super happy for you, man. But you know, I, I feel like on the public, sometimes you got to change it up. Maybe it's only 20 yards to the left, 40 yards, 50 yards up to the right or whatever but you've changed it up a little bit and you'll continue to be successful um, but uh, enough of me guys and and this let's get right into the bow hunting league i, I want to know exactly what the organization is right and then you know what are what the objectives here for the bow hunting league
1: okay
3: you want to go ahead colin sure so with the bow hunting league it was created by a guy named ben harrison one of his buddies Matt Powell and they had a few other friends that were involved in it. They started it in 2015 basically just as a friendly competition between a group of guys that wanted to basically have some bragging rights over each other.
1: Okay. I think there was like five and, teams yeah, possibly like five, so like 15 five or
3: 18, guys something like that the first year and it absolutely exploded after that. They had a slow start the first couple of years but now this past season we had like 1,300 and some teams, Damn. which we run three-man teams or women. We've got a lot of women that have have started getting into it, which is yeah. great. Yeah, I've seen a bunch kids, of women. Everything. Placed. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everybody that that wants to join it. It is 100% archery only. So vertical we have, bows. Yeah, and vertical bows. We do no crossbows. Okay. It's no crossbows, no guns, nothing. I mean, we won't even share kills in the group that are crossbows or guns. So we've got currently like 46.2 thousand members in our facebook page alone uh we've got an instagram page we've got working on youtube working on youtube process but we've got a go wild (laughs) account i mean we've got we're touching our bases pretty much every social media platform that we can and our our big goal is basically just to get people to meet each other and get a network going between people i mean we've got hunt trading platforms and stuff on there that we'll literally put a thread in at the start of pretty much every year that is just hunt trading that guys can get on there. They can talk to each other and they can say, Oh, well, I want to hunt turkeys in South Dakota and I'll trade you a Wisconsin deer hunt. And there are guys that do that all the time. I mean, it's, it's really cool the the people that, that you get to meet on that. Yeah. I would say
1: that to me, like the goal for like the bow hunting league is we want to grow as organic as possible. We're not trying to get fake followers. We're not trying to get, you know, we're the people we want to follow us. We want to be true. They want to be true to hunting, true to bow hunting. Mm -hmm. Um, So most and most of our, we, we do grow pretty organic. Mm -hmm. So we're not trying to get followers. We're not trying like, you know, we're, we want people like-minded like us to join the league. And it's basically, it is a friendly competition. You know, it doesn't matter if you shoot a 60 inch deer or you shoot a 250 inch deer you know if you push that photo on our facebook page people are going to be like yeah heck yeah congratulations that's awesome like there's no bashing um i think that our facebook page is probably one of the best facebook pages i've ever seen it's all positive everyone gets along you know it's very like you know it's a comforting place to be and like it seems like anymore in the hunting world it's just harder and harder to find a place where there's not toxic people and we will not stand for any of that. If you get on there and you start bashing people, you're gone, you know, you know, stuff like that. So we, we're trying to make it a fun atmosphere, a fun place for people to be that they can share success photos. Um, they can meet new people like Cole was saying, you know, with, um, hunts and stuff like that. Um, you can trade hunts, but I think the overall goal is just, just to grow a community of people that are like-minded and, uh, enjoy spending time with people like themselves. Um, but yeah, it's a 100% free contest. It's the largest deer contest in the world or in the United States. Um, I know there's other competitions out there, but we have more members than any of those combined. I'm pretty sure, um, and we've been growing what 50, 60% every yeah. year. Damn. So I'm think I'm thinking next year I wouldn't be surprised. I think we were 30 some hundred people com- uh, competed this year in in the deer contest. And I'm sure we'll be over four grand. Oh yeah. Or four thousand next year. You know. Um, but it could be more, it's, it's just, it's hard to say. Um, but we do other stuff other than, uh, we'll just, I guess we talk about the, we'll talk about the, ter- uh, the whitetail contest first and then we mm-hmm. can break it down in some other stuff. Okay. Um, but it consists of three man teams. Um, it can be people, you know, it can be people you don't know. Um, we have, you know, threads on Facebook page that you go on there if you're looking for team members and you, you know, say a little bit about yourself say hey I'm looking for team members I don't shoot big deer but I just want to compete I want to have fun and I'm sure you'll find someone that will join your team Um, I like to do that personally just to meet new people like every year I'm just new teammates new teammates trying to find teammates that stick trying to find guys that I talk to on the you know regularly Um, and actually it's worked out pretty well for me because since I've joined the bow hunting league um, I've hunted Indiana I've hunted Kentucky. I've hunted Arkansas. This year, I'm going to Kansas. Nice. So all that's all that's from the Bowhunting League and guys I've met and you know making connections and stuff like that. Um, so that's why I joined the Bowhunting League personally was just to try to make make connections, make friends, you know. And uh, so far, it's worked out pretty well for me. Um, I'm not. This is what your are This will be my third season thir- third season league. for Cole in the league. This is my fourth season in the league. Um, but it's like I said, it's hard. It's, you can't beat the camaraderie of the people. Um, and once you learn the the first year I joined, I was a little bit, uh, gun shy of saying anything sort of like on Facebook and I Mm -hmm. didn't know how to take people and stuff. Right, Right. And then you start learning who talks, who doesn't talk. You learn, you know, like Ben Harrison, you know, he's the guy that created it. Um, but nicest guy you could ask, you know, super nice guy and if you have a question, ask him, he's going to, he's going to respond back to you. You know, he's not going to leave you hanging. Um, DA, DA is great. You know, all, all those guys, they're just, they, they will do whatever they can to go out of their way to help you, you know? So it's, don't be afraid. Like if you're, if you have any questions about the league, just shoot someone a message and I'm sure they'll, they'll message you back and you know, they'll, they'll tell you what you need to know. Um, we might not be the best two guys for this to explain how the league works exactly, but um like i said if you have more questions or whatever just reach out to someone in Bowhunting league on facebook and we will get back to you you know so
3: yeah i mean touching on that we've got a great group of people that that are working behind the scenes on it too i mean we've got a moderator group we've got social media group i mean we've got all kinds of stuff that that is going on behind the scenes that not everybody necessarily sees to try to make everything run as fluidly as possible. I mean, we've got a great scoreboard guy in Dan Nath. He runs the deer scoreboard like a boss. I mean, the stuff that he does with that many submissions. I mean, we had almost 100,000 inches of antler submitted last season. Yeah. And it was, how many deer were there that were killed? Do you remember off the top of your head? I don't know. I I should know this, but I don't know it off the top of my head. It was was a lot. (laughs) Like hundreds and hundreds of deer. Maybe even into... Might have even been close to a thousand deer that were entered. Wow! But, what was the
1: average last year? Hundred and the average last year was like one hundred and thirty. I think the average inches. was one hundred and thirty inches, and we entered just shy of ten thousand inches.
3: Yeah, we were. Uh, so you can figure the it out. Was like ninety eight thousand something? Yeah, you could figure it out. So, I mean, we had we had a pile of deer entered, pile of pile of work that went into keeping the scoreboard updated and everything, yep. and, and then reaching out to people and everything. That's right. another good thing that we do uh whenever the scores and stuff start rolling in. So we gave away over fifty thousand dollars in prizes last year. Yep. For a one hundred percent free contest. Jeez. I mean that's that's insane. What other contest can you join for absolutely <laughs> nothing and you've got a chance to win over fifty thousand dollars worth of stuff. We gave away to the top team last year they got three brand new flagship PSE bows. Damn Yeah I mean the the, the top trad
1: team last year got three uh, new trad three bows, a bear recurve bows. Yep uh the top women's team last year got three Hoyt bows. They were the Hoyt eclipse, like the women's the women's bow. Yeah. Um I know this year there's there's some changes. I know Pennsylvania, Illinois, and maybe Oklahoma for now, those are three states that if you if you shoot the top buck in that state you're getting a bow. So Damn. you know like you don't you don't know and then um it's you just don't know. Um and then we're starting to do some stuff in the league too where we'll do random drawings. So like if you enter a deer last year if you entered a deer you had a chance of winning a a new matthews bow yeah so just by entering a deer in the contest and it's free so there's you know it's free to enter it's free to enter your deer um so really there's a chance of winning a bow for just submitting a deer so it's, it's pretty easy to do um and how our format is if you shoot a deer you have 10 days to submit it from the time of date you kill it um, I'm pretty sure you have 48 hours to recover the deer. Yes. If you don't recover it within 48 hours, Ben classifies that as being killed by like, you know, septic or something like that. They, mm-hmm. they, yes, you probably killed the deer, but it, they sort of have to have a draw or a line there somewhere. Right. So we have a, we have a 48 hour cutoff. So if you shoot a deer and you find it a week later, you can't you cannot enter the deer. Um, you have to have a picture of you with the deer and your bow in the picture. If you do not do that, you can't submit a deer. It's real simple. All you gotta do is have your bow in the picture. I got you. you know, um, and it's all basically the honor system. You, you basically you're gonna you score your deer, you submit it. We'll go over photos. You like have a, a measurement of the longest tine, the biggest mass measurement, mm-hmm. um, some stuff like that. So it's real, real basic. Um, and that's only if your deer was over one thirty. one thirty. If your deer is under one thirty, you don't have to do any photos. Just it's just an on the honor system. Um, and then I think if you're the top 10 teams, now you have to officially get a deer scored yeah. because there's so much, like there's so much on the line as far as, you know, there's e-bikes. We gave e- e-bikes away last year um, by Kaufman Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you whenever you start giving away $1,000 bows and stuff, you just have to have some concrete scoring system going there. So For sure. um, we have a bunch of Buckmaster guys that are in the league Um, So if you need someone to score, they'll come to your house. I mean, you'll meet up with you. It's not a big deal. It's not like you have to have it scored officially within 10 days. You just have to have it officially scored before the end of the contest if you're in the top 10.
3: Okay. Yeah, and uh, we kind of – we work real close with a lot of the Buckmasters guys. I mean, like Will Leonard especially. Right. I actually helped Dan Nath, our scoreboard guy, last year. I was reaching out to guys trying to get official scores, and I worked hand-in-hand with Will Leonard, talking to him, trying to find guys' scores. I mean, that went for, I think we got the top 15 teams officially scored last year because they were so close. Once you hit, like, team number seven, it it was all separated with, like, a couple of inches. I mean, we had so much movement the last few weeks of that, that competition that it was insane. And we got, I think, top 15 scored almost all of the top bucks in every state officially scored top two I think both the top two guys got officially scored if they were within a certain amount of, of inches just to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to make sure that the right person's winning mm-hmm. what they're supposed to be winning. Because, I mean, they're, you're going to have guys that don't know how to score deer or have never scored deer or end up that they miss a measurement here or yeah. there and, and extend them and stuff. So we try to eliminate that with the official scores whenever it comes down to the possibility of, hey, you could seriously win win a prize with this. Right. And Um, you
1: can tell from photos. You can tell if it's a mm -hmm. 130 or 160. Most of the time, like, if someone submits a 120 and they say it's a 160, it's like, eh. Right. We don't have too much of that happen. Mm -hmm. Most guys are pretty honest about it. Um, But, like, I will say that um, since I've joined the Bowhunting League, uh, it sort of humbled me a little bit. Because you might think you are good at killing deer, but there's some guys in the contest that they will put you to shame year after year. Sure. For sure, um, I think that with the biggest deer we've had entered was 252. Yeah, Damn. from Ohio, from Matt, Matt Brunswick. Damn. It's an absolute. Yeah. yeah, he was in a bunch of magazines and everything. Oh yeah, he it. won like the Quest Hunt Co. with that yeah. too. I think. Yeah, so he was in a couple of contests with it, but yeah, it's just absolutely. I mean, every year there's half dozen that are over 200 entered in the contest.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. You know. Yeah, I mean there's I mean, there's some there's some big deer out there, man. And you know, I, Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, a couple questions running into this then. Um, the the three man teams so how does that work like so i know you're saying that we can be on a facebook page so say i call my buddy that lives in ohio and he calls his buddy that lives in kentucky can our three be together for one score is that how that works
2: yes
3: okay. yeah so the way the the teams work you'll have your three person teams and the biggest buck out of from each of you so you'll take three deer so say you each kill if you each kill two bucks Your biggest one out of those two for each of you will count towards your team score. So you'll have one buck that counts from each of you for the team score. And then your other deer will be entered into what we call the king of tines. So our king of tines takes your top five biggest bucks from the season. So we've got guys that hunt seven, eight, nine states a year that are entering four or five deer. All of those deer are going to count for their individual for the king of tines. I see. And then their biggest buck will count for their team score. You've got unlimited upgrades on it. So say you shoot an 80-inch deer in your home state, you go to Ohio, and you kill a 130, that 130 is going to count as your team score. Okay. So you'll have that deer and then whatever your two teammates kill that yep. is added on to that. I see. Yeah, so basically, yeah,
1: like, uh, you have unlimited upgrades mm-hmm. for your team score, but only your top five deer go towards king of tines, if that yeah. makes makes sense, Short, short-term version there.
0: So, uh, and I guess another question I would uh, I would like for you to answer. So, if uh, you look in in Pennsylvania, so there is a top fries for the biggest deer killed in the state. Yes. Okay. So, do they do this for like each one of them the states, or just like a couple of the states? Is that what it? Each state. Each state has its
1: own. Uh, basically, it's whoever sponsors that state. Um, I do know Pennsylvania this year does have a bow. I knew, I do know you get. There's a bow for the biggest buck. Um, last year, I know the guy got a painting. I think Will Leonard donated a painting. Yeah.
3: Um, I can't remember exactly all what last year we got there for. There was, for PA alone last year, there was a print that was donated by Will Leonard, yep. who's one of our Buckmaster scores. There was a free they mount last year. a free mount. A free shoulder mount. And then they also won, every state for the top buck, won Zinger Fletches, yep. which is one of our title sponsors that we work really close with. Uh, the two guys that run that are in the league. Very active members, great guys. Yeah. They won Zinger Fletches, and then they also won Tag it Decals. So what the Tag it Decals are is you basically send the guy a picture of your deer, and he turns your picture of your deer into a decal that you can put, like, on your truck or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: It's it's still growing in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, some states are better than other states. It just depends on who's going to sponsor that state. Um, But, like, we're trying. With, I don't know if it's going to happen, but our goal is we're going to try to have prizes for like the top 100 teams mm-hmm. instead of doing top 10 teams we're going to try to do like top 100 teams so we're still going to have really good prizes but we're going to try to give way more prizes out just to keep like you know it, if you enter something for free your chance of being in the top 10 is pretty pretty slim i think you gotta you got to kill three 150s plus yeah i mean last
3: to, to even be in the top 10 last year our top score the group that took number one in the contest, their average score was like 163 between yeah. three
1: guys. It, it's hard to That's... kill three bucks over 160 in a year. Like one guy has a, a banner a year, shoots a 252. That year the guy killed a 252. Right. They didn't make top 10 because he killed two, a 252. His one teammate shot like a 100-ish buck, and then the third guy didn't kill a buck. Yeah. So they had like 350 mm-hmm. inches, and they
3: didn't make top 10 yeah.
1: with a 252 inch deer. You know, mm-hmm.
3: absolutely, just bonkers. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the the stars definitely have to align to get into the the top ten. And I mean, we've got guys that are riding out the same team every year. Oh yeah. That they've got it, they've got it down. That they are going to kill deer, and they are making a run at that. Yeah. And there are guys that they do it every year. That that they're in the top ten. And I mean, they they put the work in though. We've got some very very serious hunters in that group. Yep. So do they have? Um
0: do you guys have anything set aside for uh like public land kills
3: um stuff like that yep yeah our uh, our top public land buck this year actually won an e-bike nice. right yep if you want an e-bike Kaufman.
1: um and then i don't know i'm sure we're going to dive into that more um but i know we do keep track of every stat it's kind of a unique thing with the bowhunting league um i don't think ben's posted it yet but he has all the information from the percentage of public versus private deer killed he has the breakdown of days what day was the most deer killed on it's kind of cool to be able to you know look at back at a season and see like oh man november 5th was a hot day november 10th was a hot day yeah. you know we're, we're compiling information that no one else is doing yeah so it's kind of cool to see that um and then we keep track of each obviously each state so we have a map that shows each each state what the biggest buck was in, the, in that state that's kind of a cool little, map to look at and like man like i I didn't realize that pennsylvania sucked that much or you know i didn't realize that kentucky was that good or something like that you know um it's and
3: i think what pa last year
1: was like 150 through four 156 top buck
3: in pa last year i think scored 154 so it's beatable in my opinion i think it's it's a beatable buck in pa but it's still yeah that's a heck of a good buck in pa that's a great buck in pa
0: yes it is yes it is we're 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 getting there we're we are climbing the ladder of all the size mm -hmm. of the deer that we're killing and I don't think it's any secret that uh you know the east or the uh western side of the state's got a little a little bit better soil out that way than than some of the other spots but there there are little little pockets throughout our state that uh, will produce big deer year in and year out and you can see that if you uh you'll see a lot of people get on these posts like you said like maybe on the bow hunting league where somebody posts a picture and they say oh well what what d map right where where?" where right. was this shot right they want to know was this uh you know uh uh, uh 2a was this a uh 2d a 2f of a, a 4d uh 2e um, right just a couple of the ones earth uh 3a a couple you know a couple of your northern slash mm, western central pennsylvania area stuff um allegheny national forest stuff that guys guys really like to see their big deer come off yeah. of that you know huge tracts of land but yeah, um, and go ahead
1: uh, i was just gonna say there that um and then on on top of um if you so if for, for the king of tines you that's your top five deer um, they take the top 10 king of tines so the top 10 guys that have the most inches which I think last year was 700 some inches was Matt was Matt hitting so. around 700 inches something like that he entered um, and I think you're gonna have to break 450 to be in that that top 10 you have to kill 450 inches of deer to get you know close to top 10 mm-hmm. for one year. Um,
0: for one right year, so yes. you you know you would so you
1: can't hunt one state you can't you right can't do one state Unless now we do we last year we invited the the biggest public lander which was what, like two hundred six or two hundred two uh, or two hundred.
3: Josh Trollinger's buck was one ninety six.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
2: right on right public there. though. I on, mean that's
1: yeah. So he he was invited to the sh- what they call the showdown. So the t- it's the top ten king of tines, um, like the p- biggest public land deer, um, the tra- the biggest trad, or the best trad team last year got invited to it. Um, there was, what, 13 or 15 guys last year that got we invited had, to the showdown? We had 17 guys Seven. in camp total. Okay. Um, and actually, me and Cole went last year yeah. to the showdown. We sort of took cameras and we did some filming for it and stuff like that, so, did some media stuff. Um, but it is absolutely a blast. Like, you, I can't explain when you go to camp with, you know, 15 other guys that kill the deer of that quality. Right. And what, what we do is, like, we went to Arkansas, um, go to Arkansas – and we hunt public. We stay in camp together. Everyone hunts. And the goal is is for someone to kill a buck. And that's like you win. If you if you shoot a buck, you're going to win, like, just the bragging rights of all bragging rights, basically. <laughs> you know, so you have guys there that, you know, just, like, you know, killed a 196. It might have been the only deer he killed, but he killed a 196. Right. You have guys there that killed 700 inches of antler in four bucks or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, like multiple 150s, you know, like, just, yeah. you know. It, that's crazy. It, was, it yeah. was awesome. And you can pick their brains. Um, I, I would highly recommend anybody try to, try to make King of times, but it's, it's extremely, extremely tough to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I don't, I've never, I've been close a couple of years. I've been really close to making it. Um, actually last year in twenty 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 one twenty two season, I got invited to come down because I was like top 25. Um, I had like 300 some inches of deer I killed. Um, but I couldn't go because my, it was my son's first birthday. And my wife said no, yeah. so <laughs> I couldn't go.
0: Yeah, I could see why she'd say no.
1: <laughs> right, but it's no, it's it's that's just another another thing. Like you know, you you have a chance of getting invited to this awesome, play, you know, this this thing that you go and meet these guys, and a lot of time, a lot of times Ben will give a bunch of swag away. He gives a bunch of T-shirts away, hats. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he has like custom hoodies made that has everyone's name on the back of it that was there and yeah, cool. um, just stuff like that. And he isn't charged. He just gives it to people for free. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, cool. I think if you enter a deer, you, you get a koozie or something. Yeah, like you get something. something. Like if you enter a deer in the contest, you will get a prize. You will get, it might be a, you know, can koozie, but you will get something.
3: Yeah. That's cool. Um, that is cool. That's the cool thing about like the King of times too. going off of what Wayne said is like, if you end up that you do qualify for that, I mean, that that is, like, one of the highest honors in my mind of (laughs) of the bow hunting league because the guys that are in that, I mean, you see a lot of the same names in the top ten every year, but those guys have just, like, chiseled their names in stone with the fact that they are going to go out and they are going to kill deer, and they're going to kill big deer. I mean, we had, what, one guy in the top ten last year that only entered three deer, but he killed three 140s. Right, right. Like, killing three deer over 140 inches in one season that that's something that you dream of doing <laughs> yeah for sure but, i mean then you've got other guys that are consistently putting 140s, 150s, 160s on the ground just year after year in multiple yeah. states and it's it's crazy to to just see that and and kind of go through the season with them in a way right yeah. but what's
1: nice about it is i'm uh, sorry to cut you off there no, that's all right. i just um you don't have to compete in like to, to be in the contest you don't have to compete for king of times you can enter, you know, like you can only hunt Pennsylvania, and that's what I don't want to. I don't want to turn people off of saying, "Oh, well, I hunt Pennsylvania. I'm never gonna do nothing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win. So why enter?" Like you don't know that you won't win. You won't win. You don't know that. In being a free contest, it makes absolutely no sense to not enter. Right. You know, if you meet, if you if you get a random teammate, you can meet two new guys. Hell, you might have two new friends for life mm-hmm. just from entering a free contest right and you could win a i mean you might get lucky and kill 160 this year in pa and get a free bow out of it
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay. i mean why not you know yeah um, sure. so it's it's not just catering towards the king of Time guys um the king of Time guys are basically you're gonna have to hunt three four or five states a year in order to qualify for king of times yeah right um and not everybody can do that so and we understand that so we're not trying to that's not the agenda of the bow hunting league that's just a niche of the bow hunting league yep i understand you know so we're we're trying to have that little bit of uh i don't know we're trying to cater to everybody as much as Mm -hmm. possible to make it appealing to everybody um in the first year i entered it i was like i didn't enter my deer i shot two bucks i didn't enter either one of them because i'm like i'm not gonna win but now i enter every single deer i shoot right I don't care if it's eight. I shot an 87 inch velvet deer last year. and I entered it because why not? You know? Yeah. Did you mount that they deer? deer? I did. I, <laughs> I have not got it back yet, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I figured that, a PA was a, boy it was, would mount that.
2: <laughs> it was,
1: it was a rough, it was, I went to Kentucky. Um, and my, my goal was to kill a velvet deer. Mm-hmm. Um, first night in a tree stand, I, I, I messed up. It was, it was, I still haunts me. Um, 25-yard like shot, 135, 140-inch eight-point, walked by, and I was excited, didn't stop it, shot, hit him back, and I was like, hey, oh, you know, i give him time, never found him, Damn. looked for him for two days, never found him, I don't, he had to have died, but we never found him, so then three days later, I shoot an 87-inch velvet, and I'm like, I'm happy, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Sometimes it's just what it's about, you know, yeah. and you know, when you, when you wound a deer, sometimes it's really hard to get back on that horse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And get back out there again. You know, People don't really talk about the aspect of wounding an animal and what it does to your psyche. Um, but I do have to ask you what kind of broadheads you're using.
1: <laughs> I shoot uh, Grim Reapers. Okay. And was so it I the shoot, same?
0: Did you use the same broadhead on the deer that you wounded uh, and the one you killed? Yes. Okay. Not
1: the same one. I mean, the same type. I don't right. usually reshoot re- them, but um, I shoot the Grim Reaper uh, Carnivores. Okay. You've right. had absolutely phenomenal success with them. I don't blame the broadhead. I, I blame if I would have stopped the deer, he's dead. I got you. D- didn't stop him, mm-hmm. and you know, at 25 yards, my arrow hit him back. You know, and if I would have stopped him, probably been I might have hit him liver, double lung, you know, but I would have killed him. Um, but I I know the deer died. He can't live with a gut shot like that. You just he can't do it. Um, but we tracked him for a mile with two different tracking dogs. Um, he went to a pond. We thought he was going to be in that pond because that's what happens a lot to get septic and they you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent three hours with binoculars looking at the pond. He was not. He wasn't there. So we don't know if coyotes got to him before he died and chased him. Did they go another half mile? Did yeah. he's,
0: you know, we. <laughs> that sucks. What do you do?
1: You know. Yeah. So
0: it's you know, I don't like when people. I've gotten into plenty of conversations and arguments with people where they they'll come off as this, well, just don't make that shot. You you just you just make the shot. And you just look at them like, I, what, the, what, what the hell do you want me to say to you right now? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I know. What do you think I was trying to do? You know, I lost focus right. or I hit a limb or, you know, I if, mean, anything happens and you wound a deer. And I'm just telling you, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're one of them guys whose chest is out or head's so freaking big that they can't fit <laughs> through a door because you haven't wounded a deer, I'm telling you right don't. now. It's a matter of time, and I don't wish it upon anybody because it sucks, and it's yep. terrible. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, don't think that it can't happen because there there is weird things that go on in the woods. There's just unforeseen forces or something. Because I've had crazy shit happen to me, man. And you know, yep. you know what? It's not
1: if, it's when.
0: Yeah. I really, I if you, really. If fe- you bow hunt long enough,
1: it's yeah. not if, it's when. I
0: really feel that way, but I will say, you know, you always go into that shot, that aim small, miss small. You know, I gotta make yep. this shot. I need to bear down. And if and if you put your time in before you went in the woods, and you did that due diligence, that shooting the bow, you know, trying to get out there and shoot that bow. And there's lots of guys out there that'll tell you, get out there and shoot your damn bow. You know, I, I see this uh, meme or or whatever going around this video. This guy's like, go to the gym, go to the gym. And you know, I want somebody to tell me every day, shoot your bow, go shoot your freaking bow. You know, right? Because it does make a difference, man. But it I think it mm-hmm. also matters how you're doing it right because just going in the yard shooting 20 yards shooting you know 15 20 arrows or whatever you're shooting i'm sure that that's good but sometimes you know like maybe jump up and down for two minutes before you do it right kind of get your your heart rate moving and and get get that blood flowing because i don't know how many guys i talk to and it's happened to me too where you make the shot and w- what happened right you you just don't you just don't remember what what happened at that time and it's just the adrenaline rush it's just it's just so much that it can happen and that's why i think the best deer you know the best experience i have with with big bucks is when they just come flying in chasing a doe and it's just like (laughs) dead and i remember the whole thing and and there's no you know there's nothing (laughs) to it
1: looking back at it i would have done things differently um but when I first saw the deer coming, and this is, okay, it happened fast. I actually filmed it, it's on, I have a YouTube. I think I did a YouTube video. Yeah, I have a YouTube yeah. video up of it. Um, I, I showed it, I'm not afraid to show it because, I, I mean, mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first saw the deer, he was actually trotting. But he was trotting towards me, sort of. And I thought he's, I don't know if he's, in my mind I'm thinking, why is this deer trotting? Why is he running, like is he spooked? I mean, it's 95 degrees outside, like he shouldn't be, he should just be walking, he should be feeding, um, and he, like he stopped trotting he started like a fast walk and I knowing what I know now I would have just went you know Matt make a noise whatever try to stop him worst case scenario is you stop him he he doesn't stop he runs but in my mind I'm like he's walking I can kill him you know like if I make a noise he might spook you know like it's a rookie mistake that you should always stop a deer it's a rookie mistake I know that but when he was running before I shot. I'm thinking like I don't want to make any noise. I don't want to spook them. So like, if I would have just double lung them, I'd been like, perfect. That's uh, that was exactly as I planned. But looking back at it, I probably should try to stop them because that's what you should do. But in the t- in the heat of the moment, it, thirty seconds it happened so fast. I had to make a quick decision, and at the time, I thought I made the best decision, which was not the best decision. Yeah. You know, and I'll own up to it. I'm not afraid of it. I I made I messed up flat out. It happened.
0: You know. But you know the other side of that is there are times where you'll go to stop a deer right the the uh the famous Meh, right or um some people a whistle you yep. i've seen deer run i mean they just exactly. they're just they're just educated they don't want to hear that noise or they you know they associate that noise with something that's happened in their past and you're talking about 130 140 inch deer you know yep. wherever i don't know what part of you know kentucky you're in but if you're in Um, some spots that, that deer may be five and a half, six and a half years old. Okay.
1: Yep. I was in Western Kentucky. Um, the landowner actually knew that deer very well. He said it was five and a half year old deer. Okay.
0: Well, there you go. So, you know, it's an educated deer. You just don't know what's going to happen, man. Because I, I also have stopped deer, right? I, this was about, I think five years ago, I stopped about 130, 140 inch deer, really old deer, right? This deer was old. I mean, I could tell and um, I stopped him, and he was only uh, 18, 20 yards. He he ducked my arrow, and, you know, I I, I really read into the body language of the animal after you stopped them, after that happened, because I'm telling you, when I stopped this deer, he turned his head, and I'm 20 feet in the air in a tree stand, (laughs) and he, I mean, he pegged me. I mean, this is on public land, so it makes sense, but he pegged me like that, and the bow's back, and, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, well, you're dead, and I released that arrow, and I watched him duck it, and I I just... I was in all I'm like how you know and I shoot a heavier arrow but like come on man I, it's just it's it's wild you know it always it 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 just fascinates me it's kind of like a major league pitcher right they they throw the baseball and they're throwing 90 mile an hour and it hits the bat and it comes right back at him right and I don't know if you've ever pitched before or whatever but it's just like it's just like your body's like and and you catch it you don't even know right. what happened it's just a reflex Right, and nope. it's just super comparable to that. I, I think you know, but obviously they're, <laughs> they're superhuman compared to, you know, what what we are. <laughs> but just elusive creatures, man. And it's this is why we do it. And if if this was easy, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have this conversation, right? There would be no such thing as the bow hunting league. There'd be um, Wayne and Cole would be out chasing fish or something i don't you know what i mean I, if this was easy we we wouldn't want to do it if, and that's why you know we like doing hard shit and that's what that's what hunting's all about
1: so yeah yep i agree with that but
0: um do you think there's anything that we missed or or didn't touch on uh, as far as as the the contest goes i mean there's more there
1: is more to the contest um yeah we have turkey contest. i was gonna
0: say why don't you guys touch on the rest of the contest so you said um, there's some turkey, and then I was looking on the page. Yep. There's some some other stuff. Yeah,
1: we do have a turkey contest, and then we do also have a elk contest. Mm-hmm. But I think the elk contest is very small. I don't think there's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, there were only like six or seven teams. Yeah, it's past really year it's sort of that. a real small niche. Um, the turkey contest there was 20 teams this year, so it's smaller than uh, the deer contest for sure. But it's very competitive. It's 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 old. It's a whole other animal. Hmm. It's it's like it's it's like. The guys that do that are so serious about turkey hunting um we're actually on a team i think we're like 15th out of 20 we're not doing too hot Something but like <laughs> um but it's 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 the best networking that the bow hunting league offers we do more hunt swaps in the turkey contest mm-hmm. and the deer contest and we only have 20 teams in it it's yeah. just a lot more guys are you know open this hey come hunt my turkeys than they are hey come hunt my deer um that's for sure <laughs> and then i guess i did sort of forget about a little bit on the on the whitetail contest um, we do have mule deer that you can enter into the
3: whitetail contest. And, like, what,
1: coos deer? Yeah, uh, you
3: can you can enter any kind of deer. So coos deer, whitetails, mule deer, blacktail. Right. And uh, the cool thing about it is we actually go off of Pope and Young standards for those deer. Okay. So, obviously, your coos deer, you're not going to shoot 150-inch coos deer. Right. I mean, if you did, then you'd be crowned as the greatest uh-huh. hunter of He'd all be time jim shocky <laughs> yeah right? I, jim shocky couldn't even find right. <laughs> 150 deer. but the cool thing is we adjust the scores so you score your deer you submit your score we adjust them based on pope and young uh-huh. so we make everything even across the board right so coos deer i think they it's get 20? like they get 20 or 40 inches added right to the score and then uh, mule deer get Subtract 20 or 40 20. taken off right I mean, we, we adjust everything to make it even across the board according to what their Pope and Young scores I are. I see.
0: Yep. I understand.
1: Yeah, we even had last year uh, a kid from Canada mm-hmm. in the showdown. So he drove from Canada the whole way to Arkansas yeah. to go to the showdown. Yeah. With he a killed, friend. Yeah, with his friend. But he killed, like, what, a 200-and-some-inch yeah, mule deer? I think he killed, it? I think his mule deer was, Stutters. like,
3: 213 inches or something Stutters. like that that he killed, full velvet mule Just an absolute mammoth. Yeah, that's awesome. Of a deer that's that's uh, i wish that sometimes
0: i wish we had mule deer around here too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me something yeah. else to chase too um yeah. but as my friends say i'm kind of white tail snobby so i don't i don't know that i would be doing that <laughs> we'll see I'd, I'd like to get into the elk hunting here soon at some point we'll see if that steals my steals my heart and it's, sweeps me off my feet but
1: I, I shot an elk in uh 2012 with my bow uh-huh the first year we went out and we shot it on i shot it on public on blm land yeah. in colorado And it's like the best way to describe it. If you like to hunt turkeys, it's like calling turkeys in, except they're eight hundred pounds and they're pissed off and they want to kill you. (laughs) You know, and they're like coming through the brush and stuff. You know, they're six, seven foot to their backs, whatever they are. Like it's, it's, it's a pretty cool experience. Um, But I still would rather whitetail hunt. I I killed one. I killed a. It was like a four by four. It was a small bull, but still do you know DIY hunt. It was cool, Um, but I'd much rather try to elk sport a 160 inch white tail than i don't know yeah. that's just how i guess maybe it's because i live on the east east coast more right. than likely <laughs> um but i would go back i would definitely go back and hunt elk again and not complain about it
0: yeah i think that that is the case though because you know there's guys that live out that way and we wonder why aren't you guys shooting these giant white tail right um
1: they don't care about them
0: they don't No. what same thing with the mule deer you know you're like hey why you know they're i mean there's there's states out there where they have both, you know, a very large mule deer, very large whitetail, and you no know, they're they're after the elk and, and I get it. I can understand, you know, there there's way, two different hunting ways to hunt there. Uh, even the mule deer, you know. And uh, Pennsylvania is not so much the you know, run and gun kind of uh demeanor around here. And there's there's spots that you can get away with doing some some of that, but it's it's more or less find a spot, figure out the wind, you know where's the feed, where are they bedding, and then I'm gonna go in and and try to get them. But it's it's fun. That's this is the beauty of our hunting. Um, we are able to do whatever we want, right? We can hunt elk, mule, whitetail, whatever. But here in Pennsylvania, whitetail is king, and it's not yep. going to change anytime mm-hmm. soon. Although we do have world class elk, they are. F-
1: we do. Mm-hmm. They're
0: humongous, man. They're yeah. huge. I,
1: I apply for them every year. I Haven't yep. drawn yet, but I only put in for a bull because I don't want to shoot a stupid cow. I don't want to <laughs> waste my points on a cow. My oh, draw is going to be a 400-inch bull. Where I'm not shooting it.
0: What I can tell you is, for some reason, there's a common misconception here in Pennsylvania that these are like backyard animals. You know, um, they are not. Is, <laughs> no, no, they are not. They're not.
1: I've, um, I've spent a fair amount of time, you know, looking at timber around Benesette in that, um, that area and stuff, and, like, you'll be out in the middle of nowhere, and it's, like, some sometimes you can walk right up to them. Sometimes it's, like, you, all you see is ass, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, now they're, they're, like, right around Benazet in the viewing center and stuff like yeah. that. I think some of those are a little more domesticated. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't really hunt them right there either, so. Well,
3: right. I've even hunted whitetails up in that area. I've hunted, like, 45 minutes outside of Benazet where there's still an elk population. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're sitting there waiting for a whitetail tail to come out, yeah, oh, come and all on. of a sudden you hear a crunching behind you. You turn around. And there's a six by six bull standing forty yards from you, staring you down like he's gonna run you over. Mm-hmm. I mean, funny. and the minute that they see or smell you, they're gone. I mean, they are not tamed by any means. I got to experience a similar
0: situation up in Maine, bear hunting, and I'm sitting there, and it's dark, and I'm waiting for the guy to come and get me, and he said, just you know, just hang out. And, uh, <laughs> fucking trees, trees falling. Bang. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? And then I seen the silhouette of it. Here comes this moose walking by. I'm like, oh my. And you know, I'm in a 15 foot tree stand and I'm like looking at this thing's back.
2: I'm like, what yeah. the,
0: what kind of prehistoric dinosaur looking mother is coming? You know, what's going on here? Felt like I was in Jurassic Park, man. It was wild. Really, really awesome now. So, um. But uh, what what kind of objectives you guys got going on this year, going into the season? Then you know, Wayne, what states are you hunting? And then Cole, you know, let's touch on what your um, what your objectives are this year too.
1: Yeah. Uh, so basically, for me, my plan is um, I'm going to try to kill a buck in PA in October. That's my goal. Um, and I'm I I'd like to kill something 140 plus. That's sort of where I'm trying to be in, in PA. But yeah, that's um, high standard last year. Last year, I killed a 141 in PA on, up in the Allegheny National Forest and public land. Hats off to you, um, sir. I, I passed several 10 points on my own property that I own that are, you know, 120 class deer. I just couldn't shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I passed some deer that most people would shoot, but, um, on this year, trying to kill a buck in PA in October. And in the first two weeks of November, i probably take vacation. Um, and then my plan is to be in Kansas. And my hopefully kill a buck within the first several days I'm there. You know, I'm probably looking at something same one hundred forty range and up. You know, like I, if I'm sitting there for three or four days and haven't seen a deer and one thirty walks by, it's probably gonna get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on my way back home, I'm gonna hunt Indiana and Ohio before I come home. Great state. So if I hunt, if I go for two weeks, I'll spend all two weeks in Kansas if needed. But I'm hoping to spend you know three or four days in Kansas come back to Indiana, hunt three or four days in Indiana, kill a buck and then hunt Ohio on my way back. Um, and then I, I do hunt Ohio, I hunt every year Ohio. Um, so I'll probably hop out some, you know, short weekends, you know, run out Friday night, hunt Saturday, Sunday, come back. Um, and then I've had good success doing that. So I try to not take vacation for PA, try not to take too much vacation for Ohio. And then I'll spend, you know, my vacation in Kansas where I think there's a better chance of killing a big deer. Um and yeah. then just sort of you know I'll work my way home. If I spend two weeks in Kansas and strike out, then how I might not kill a buck in PA in October and I might not kill a buck this year. Um but that's sort of my I'd like to try to kill my goal is to kill a buck this year, at least one buck over one sixty. Is sort of my I don't know if that's gonna happen. That's that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um the the biggest buck I've killed since two thousand nineteen is one fifty four and seven eighths. It's the biggest buck I've killed. Yeah. That's um, a big buck. That's a big. So, yeah. My wife killed a 163 a couple of years That was 2020. Yeah, was 20, she killed a 163 20, 20. here in PA um, with her bow. That's big boy. Um, so my goal was sort of to try to kill a buck bigger than hers now because I'd never hear the end of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the second deer she shot, shot in her life with a bow. Damn. Second deer and it's 163. i love to hear it. So, I, love I filmed you. it. I was there. I filmed it. So, yeah. it and she cool. was pregnant it, when she shot it. She was pregnant. Um, that's, it, was that's cool. awesome. it was a cool hunt. It was a cool hunt. Um, but I... She gives me a hard time about it, so I just got to try to kill a buck bigger than that to release some pressure, you know. <laughs> but you you can't kill you can't kill one sixty if you shoot a one twenty. It's not gonna happen. True. Yeah. So, right.
2: Right. But I've
1: I've killed uh. 2019, I killed two bucks with a bow. 2020, I killed two bucks with a bow. 21, I killed three bucks with a bow. And 22, I killed two bucks with a bow. Yeah,
0: you're on a roll, brother. That's so I
1: I I, I would probably kill a deer. Every year with the bow, I'm not going to guarantee it's going to be 150, but I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee I'll probably shoot at least one buck every year. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, you're on a roll, man. That's, those are really good numbers. You know, some guys, and I'm not saying they're putting in the right amount of time or doing the right things, but some guys would kill just to, just to get a shot at one, you know, 110 to 130 inch deer. And I think it's super, super plausible in, in many regions uh, here in our state. The thing is, you know, that sometimes <clears throat> it's not about putting the antler mass or the antler inches down for some guys, and they just need to get out there and find a mature animal and figure out how to kill it. And then they can try to find more, you know, animals with, with the larger frame antlers if that's what they want to do. You know, we sometimes we get tied up in social media things, and we're like, hey, you know, you got to shoot this 120, 130, 140... You know this 150 plus animal and sometimes we just guys just got to get out there and shoot mature animals right we were talking like right. before uh you know uh we sh- someone shot a, f- a five and a half year old deer that was 110 inches right and that happens you know this yep. this is pennsylvania and some some portions have better genetics and better soil and better right. feed and stuff like that but what it comes down to here is you know shooting a mature a mature buck is it's a it's a really hard thing to do. So, cool. What what are some of your objectives uh this year that you
3: got going on? Yeah, I mean mine are going to be kind of similar to Wayne's but also on a little bit of a different track. Okay. I'm coming off of the hottest year that I've ever had in PA. Uh, I completed my first ever triple trophy this year. Congrats. Uh did did two thirds of it with a bow, killed the buck and the turkey with a bow. Nice. Uh The buck and bear were actually in back-to-back days. Shot the buck the last day of archery season. Very next day, first day of bear season, shot a bear. First bear ever. So coming off a hot year in PA. So I'm going to try to keep it rolling into the next year. Uh, My goals coming into this coming year, obviously going to be trying to shoot another buck with my bow, keep that streak going. Uh, I actually got my girlfriend on her first year ever last year. She killed a a little doe with a bow, so I'm going to try to get her her first buck this year. It's going to be another goal and if I can kill a buck early enough in PA I'm going to start spending some weekends in Ohio for sure and then I'm planning on hunting Indiana probably in November as well I'm going to gonna expand a little bit I've been starting to kind of dabble in the out of state game a little bit I hunted Ohio and Arkansas last year and uh, that was the first time I'd gone out of state for whitetails so I'd like to kill a buck out of state too not, not too picky on which state it is. I'd just like to kill one outside of my home state. Yeah. It's well, the, I will tell you,
0: goal. from experience, you shouldn't have too hard of a time in Indiana and Ohio up, up with that objective. If you're just looking to shoot a nice buck, those states will produce for you. I can promise you that. And um, yeah. also, you know, you'll be able to have the time because you can hunt on a Sunday on both those states. So that's um, yeah. that really helps out-of-state hunting, and I think that, you know... Uh, for our state, that would really help out state hunters coming to our state too. Also, but um, uh, is there anything you guys want to add to the um, contest before we before we start wrapping up our conversation?
3: Yes, uh, we are actually getting very close to our team signups. Okay. For anybody that that is listening that's interested in that, our deer contest signups are going to start on June first. June first. Okay. Yep. So we're very quickly approaching. We've got a lot that's gonna be starting up here. Uh, We're finishing up our turkey contest here now. Once all the turkey seasons are over with and everything, we'll finish that up. We'll move into the deer contest sign-ups, and then we're also starting what we call the One-Shot Challenge. So all that is is a shooting contest. I know that we didn't touch on that yet at all. Uh, The One-Shot is a weekly shooting contest. You're saying about wishing you had somebody that was there to shoot your bow. Well, this is is that contest (laughs) for you. You don't have to sign up or anything. You literally just shoot. The cool thing about it though is you actually do your shots weekly on Facebook Live in the group. So you I mean when it live when it goes live, when it goes live, it's going to be in your mind, I've got 42,000 people that could be watching me shoot right now. <laughs> I mean, you're shooting at a 1-inch dot and you have no idea how small that dot can be. Until you hit that live button and you start shaking like an oak leaf in the middle of October. <laughs> For
2: sure. Yeah, you,
1: you, you have a one-inch dot. You show you show a clean target face. It's all Facebook Live. You, if your video interrupts, we'll figure out something to do there. But basically, mm-hmm. it has to be a one-take thing. Um, you have a one-inch dot on your target. Um, we do different ranges, random ranges every week. Some's 20, some's 40, some's 60, 70, you know. Um, and then we do like a dice roll week yep. where you take a dice and you roll it. You can get 11 so you can shoot 11 yards or you can shoot 66 yards you know and it's all different for everybody Damn. um but it just keeps you like and you get one shot that's all mm-hmm. you get and then you measure how close you are to that that uh, one-inch circle if you hit the circle that's an x you shoot again and you keep doing so until you miss mm-hmm. and then you know but usually not a lot of guys shoot too many x's right. in a row um but like last year for example on the dice roll i rolled 11 i'm like oh this is money and of course like i never shoot 11 yards so i missed I don't miss by like an inch and a half, 11 yards, you know? Yeah. And then my wife got like 62 yards yeah. and she shoots a 42 pound bow. So she's like, I don't even know how to shoot 62 yards, you know? <laughs> like it's just, it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a good time. Um, but like Cole said, you turn, you turn that live button on, you can, you can stay in there and you can just sink them shot after shot, you know? And you put that live button on and you're just like, you don't even know what you're doing. It's like you're just in another yeah. world, mm-hmm. you know. It's like it, it's fun. It's a fun little, and then I think there are some prizes for yeah. You know, I, um, I know we we do give away last year. There was um, I think HHA gave some sites away last year too. Mm-hmm. That was another prize that we I didn't really talk we talk about. Um, I just as I keep thinking of stuff, it's like it, there's so much to it. Yeah, we saw so many prizes. Um, and I didn't touch on this either, but the bowhunting league we have a Facebook page. But the contest is not a Facebook-driven contest. We right. have our own website that you submit your deer through our website. I got you. So we use Facebook as a platform mm-hmm. to communicate, mm-hmm. show pictures, but promote. We are not a Facebook contest. We're actually our own. We have our own website, which is BowhuntingLeague.com. Yeah. Um, that's and then you can keep the scoreboards on there, all that. Um, that way, just in case. You never know how social media is. You you know delete your page or something like that. Oh yeah. At least you still have a, you have Facebook. a base there. Right. Yep. Right. So I didn't. I, that's something I was gonna say earlier, and then we started talking about something else, and I totally forgot about it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, we just use Facebook as a as a place for everyone sort of to, to communicate. Um, yep. But it is it is not a Facebook contest. It technically is a. We have our own website for the Bow Hunting League. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like you had touched on earlier too, like whenever you like if you join the Facebook page when you're on there say you you shoot a deer that that only scores 50 or 60 inches it's not nothing special if you post that deer you're going to have comments on that congratulating you just like somebody just killed a 206
2: mm-hmm. you will not I be mean, disappointed it, for yeah, submitting your photo you
3: are you are not going to get shamed for any size deer that you kill i mean we've had we've had yearling does shot on there that have been entered and they get the same congrats yep. that a Big mature buck gets. I mean, we've had guys shoot spikes, yeah. We had like, a guy shoot a spike last year, like 10 inches it's, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's still cool. It's, the old yeah, Pennsylvania yeah, 11, no <laughs> yeah.
1: He wasn't ashamed of it, it was with yeah. the recurve, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And it's, it's I awesome. mean, like, I would shoot a spike with a recurve if yeah. I could, yeah. You yeah, know? I mean, right. there's no shame in it because, <laughs> right,
3: we, we definitely try to keep up with with keeping all of the positivity in there and and any of the negativity we we definitely take it off that's good for sure so we we kind of try to protect our members in that way too
0: yeah we got to be that way because here in the hunting community if we're not tight-knit we're just going to ruin it ourselves because exactly we're under attack every day and and we got to stick together and make sure everybody's on the same page so
1: right and then we do have a a website i i I know we're opening up a new uh like a swag store a new store for the Hunting league um Ben used to do all that stuff out of his basement so like you go to his house and there's just boxes and boxes and <laughs> boxes full and of hats crap. And shit. So he he did all the all the mailing and all that stuff. It was mm-hmm. it was a lot for him. Um, and he actually has a lady now doing his uh store for him. So you can get all kinds of cool stuff, you know. I we got yeah. different bow hunting league hats on. We've got Yeah, bow hunting league shirts on. Yeah, that's awesome. This one says this one says we kill deer. Nice. Cuz that's what we do. We kill <laughs> deer. Um, but he has all kinds of cool shirts, you know, like he has a Freezer Queen one, just mm-hmm. you know, that was uh, last year. That was new. We had uh, a doe contest. I forgot yeah. about that. That's Talking cool about too. That. Um So, it, but we used to do um, big fat doe contests mm-hmm. (BFD). The problem with that was people can cheat. You don't know if their skills are accurate. How they throw lead inside of them or whatever. You don't know what they're doing right. to make their deer heavier. True. Um, so last year we did just total number of does killed. But we you could not submit button bucks. They had to be an actual doe. Yeah. So you couldn't just kill. We weren't. We're not trying to incentivize people killing everything that moves right but if you're if you're legally killing does mm-hmm. um like i know justin miller killed 20 or 22 last year yeah, or something yeah. like that something like that um Something's but he in tennessee he 18 right in tennessee you can kill like three a day every day a season mm-hmm. the whole season or something he he said you could kill like 200 deer yeah he figured out whenever we were in arkansas legally, he yeah. figured
3: that he could kill like 232 do- does it, was, it was something in tennessee in a stupid. season um
1: but it, it, we have and we had that broken down into a north region and a south region. Mm-hmm. Um, so the winner of the north region got invited to, to the showdown, mm-hmm. and the winner of the south region got invited to the showdown. Um, I think the north region was what Chad it's Happner. Chad he shot like eight eight does. So that's Dang. sort of attainable. I mean, eight, eight deer in PA is hard to do because of our tag system. Right. Um, but it doesn't have to be in PA. You can kill three does in PA, mm-hmm. one or two in Ohio, right. one or two in Indiana. You know. Um, and they got um, – some of those guys got saddles. Yeah. Um, they got sights maybe. I don't know. They had all kinds of prizes. For, I mean, that, that's a whole other can of worms. That, I want to say that they might have won Bose. I think they did win – I P- think they a, won Botex. Might have been Botex. Because we had PSC for the flagships. The top teams. We had Hoyt for the women, the women, Bear for the trad, and I think it might have well, been Botex. Was, yeah, Bo-tex. I think it was
3: Botex yeah. for, the, for the does, and then everybody – across the entire contest that entered a buck no matter how big was entered for a brand new matthews thing. Right. yeah it was, that's yeah, awesome yeah. man that is really cool
1: and then uh it's we're really big on local like supporting local business mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so like i know a local sporting goods store here in the area uh, route 66 sporting goods i don't know if you know if you've heard of them or not but they uh, last year they donated six bows yep Damn. yeah six they did that they did the trad bows and the, the women's, bows. women's bows um this year i'm sure they're doing more i'm not sure how many they're going to do this year but they're doing something they're doing they will do some i'm sure um okieland in oklahoma they did uh, he he did the psc bows i and think the matthews, the matthews. He, and
3: uh top buck in oklahoma won a brand new hoyt yeah
1: Nice. Um, so the, he did a bunch, um, but basically our sponsors is what really mm-hmm. you know uh, oh, zingers. Sure. He mentioned zingers earlier. I don't know if you know what they are, but yeah, would, I've, I've if, seen that. You, you should look in. The, they're they're pretty. I, I was skeptical, but they're they're pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Um, I, they actually have arrows out now too. I shoot those. They have they, they have their own yeah. arrows that they came out with. Kanadi arrows. Yeah, Kanadi Yep pretty pretty cool but it's just uh i mean we we're big in supporting local business um that's what we try to push the little guy Mm -hmm. um and we just we have fun with it you know
0: that's what we're all about here man i am an entrepreneur myself and anything that's pennsylvania based you know you guys being from pennsylvania and promoting um what did you say it was uh eric what was the 66 who was that
1: uh, Route sixty six sporting goods, okay. in Chippenville.
0: So Route sixty six sporting goods, give them a shout out too because um, you know they're donating their time and they're donating stuff. Mm-hmm. Small business, Pennsylvania. This is what we support. We try to keep everything local here within our, within our state when we're when we're spending our money and um, that's that's one thing that I really strive for and try to try to push, man. You know we, we need to keep that shit tight knit and we were just talking about you know even the hunting, our hunting community we we try to stay tight knit so um i think i would i would love to see i would love to see pennsylvania's numbers just explode next yeah. year like
1: i think there's a lot of guys in pa that are just afraid to enter into contest because they don't think you're going to win right but like i said next year pa the biggest buck in pa you're getting a free bow right. so mm-hmm. i would love to see guys from pa just stepping up um last year i know we, we grew quite a bit yeah um but i'd like to see pa's numbers really expand and i'd like to see i'd like to start showing people that pa does have good deer and we you know mm-hmm. like that way that you know like people in indiana people in kentucky people in tennessee like they start recognizing that we are really good hunters you know like if you're only last year if we had 50 people in pa you know i don't know how many deer got submitted last year in pa i think i was like number four three or four for the biggest fucking pa for the biggest one um and it was like 141 but i know i mean there's every year there's deer killed that are 180 200 inch deer oh you know so all we need to do is get one of those guys in the contest and put pennsylvania on the map not that I want people to come hunt state, but it's it's, yeah, ca- yeah. it's kind of cool to just to, to have that little flex, you know, yeah. like that little bit. that Like, we do have the deer here. You just got to know how to kill them. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think we had, like, 12 or 13 deer entered from PA last year. Yeah. Uh, you, you shot a 141, yeah. and you were third or fourth. Right. I shot a 131, and I wasn't even, like, top five. I mean, we had some it's, some really good yeah. deer killed last year. We had a great year in PA last year for, for the contest, and, yeah. and I really hope that it, it keeps going. kind of puts pa on the map a little bit as a hey we've got big deer too don't leave us out of the conversation for sure
0: well i think what you guys is doing you know you're doing is is a great a great thing um you know you're giving the opportunity for novice to i don't say professional to 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 a very good hunter to put themselves out there where they can uh kind of have some bragging rights, you know, because let's face it, who doesn't like a pat on the back, right? Hey, good job. You've been doing it year in year out or even a novice hunter that just wants to maybe, Hey, look at me, you know, I, I shot this eight point and I'm really proud of it. Right. And that's, that's what it's all about, you know, right. it is being able to put our, our kills out there and say, Hey, look, look what we did and look what we're doing. And then to, to be able to do it for free is humongous and then also to be able to opt in for that kind of prize, you know, when you hear of a free contest, you're probably not thinking that you're going to receive much. Like maybe top prize would be just like a uh, a koozie or like you were saying, or like a like a mug or some something like that. But you know, when you're giving out substantial prizes, you you attract a, a a big base. And I think you guys will really excel in Pennsylvania with with people because if you look at the numbers, this is the state you want to be promoting in. We we. Mm-hmm. A mass yep. mad mad amount of people when it comes to hunting here, so um with right. that, you know with that being said, um you know I'd like to wrap up our conversation here with the contest, but before we go, I want you to to put it out there where everybody's gonna be able to find everything and then how they're gonna sign up.
3: yeah, so we've got like we had said earlier, we've got multiple social media platforms, so you can find us on Facebook. At Bow Hunting League. Yep. Instagram, Go Wild, YouTube. We've now started a TikTok that we're starting to take off for any of the people that like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the website, then, which is just www.bowhuntingleague.com. That is where you are going to sign up for the contest, submit your deer, and keep up with all the scoreboards and everything. We've got live scoreboards that we update weekly. So you can see all of the up-to-date action there, and it is super simple to sign up for this contest. You go onto the, onto the website there, click, go down to the bottom, you'll click sign up for the deer contest, and we've got everything labeled. Whenever you go in, you'll enter your team name, your email, your two teammates' emails, and your names, and that is pretty much it. And you submit it and then you're in and whenever you whenever you kill a deer you just submit the deer through the through the page as well that it's as simple as just taking some pictures with the deer making sure that your bow's in the picture Mm -hmm. and then just scoring it yeah yeah i
0: don't think it could be more simple than that and then getting that picture in there and and then um do you guys whenever they they put them on the website do you guys put it over to the facebook then or do they just have to put it on there themselves
3: so we let our members post to the Facebook okay. as well. So you'll submit your deer into the into the website. If you don't want to post it, that's fine. If you want to post it, we let our members go ahead and post their own photos and everything. That way they're getting the credit and stuff, and, and they're getting all the notifications knowing that the people are congratulating them and everything. Yeah. Yep.
2: yeah
3: and then we do, like at the end of the season, we'll post all of our top bucks and everything again and, and tag the members and stuff in it and, and like what state it was killed in and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: I think you guys are doing a great thing, like you said, with, with the camaraderie. And, you know, the biggest thing that I'll be looking into is the trade-a-hunt side of everything because that's, yes, that's what I'm always looking to do. <laughs> yep.
1: so, yeah, that's that's been a blessing to me. I'm, I mean, like I said, killing I've killed in Indiana, Kentucky. Um, I'll be in Kansas this year. Arkansas, I didn't kill last year in Arkansas, but that's all just because it's bow hunting league. Yep. Um, I hunted Ohio before that. But it's just like it's, it's starting to get to the point now where I'm sure my wife is getting pissed off at me because every year I'm like, oh hey, I'm going here. Hey, you know, like when someone sends you an invite to say, hey, come hunt my place in Kansas, you're like, you can't say no. No problem. I'll be you there. Know. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh, you've got to fit in the schedule somehow. Yeah. Um, no doubt. It's it, it, that's that's worth more than I'd rather do that than win a free bow. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. You know,
0: just to even get the experience, whether you kill or not, just to
3: just to be there. Yeah. I mean you meet so many great people through the league too and everything just talk and you get teammates and stuff that you talk to and everything i mean Mm -hmm. you're making lifelong friendships with that stuff for sure i mean you meet so many guys that are just super down to earth you talk to them all the time after you've hunted with them or been on a team with them and i mean it's you just never know what what doors are going to open for you with that stuff i mean you can talk to guys and they're going to be like oh yeah i mean we've been friends for two or three years now like come out and hunt my farm out here and Mm -hmm. The only problem that I'm running into now is my girlfriend kind of gets pissed off at me because I'm always leaving her at home. She's like, I want to hunt too. So now I'm going to have to start taking her out of state with me. But yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah,
0: of course. I mean, that's, it's a two for one deal, but just, just wait till you get one of these. It gets even better. Oh yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's really,
1: it's go ahead. I I was, all I was going to say was, I mean, you can be as competitive as you want to be. You can be as uncompetitive as you want to be. Right. Um, I I sort of like a little bit of competitiveness because like it just gets you going. Whenever you see people putting deer down, it's like man, I gotta get out there. I gotta do this. You know, like it can be 90 degrees and you see guys laying down deer. You're like, all right, maybe I can do it. It just gives you True. sometimes that little bit of motivation mm-hmm. yeah. you need to get out there in the woods. Um, so I like that, and um, I talk to guys from the league almost daily. That I they're some of the best friends I have, and I just I'm, I'm thankful to have this league for for the. You know for the communication and the contacts that i've made um like i said that's i'm not winning any prizes but um as far as making friends and having a good time it's it's i can't you can't beat it for me you know so that's my take on it that's uh that's like i said i I just try to drive that home to people um that it's what you can get out of it what you want to get out of it um it depends what you want to put into it Mm -hmm. um but everything, everything behind the scenes, nobody gets paid. It's all, yes. it's all for free. Okay. You know, I spend a lot of time, like I'm, I'm the main YouTube editor, which like I said, it's sort of been a little bit in shambles here. Uh, we're trying to figure out structure and stuff, what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's all just, I enjoy doing that type of work. Um, I enjoy promoting. I enjoy it. So I'm just trying to do something that I love to do. Cole's, I guarantee Cole's the same way here. Yeah. He's sitting here tonight because he loves the bow hunting league because yeah. he loves the hunt. Um, and i think there's there are a lot of guys in the league that would agree with me that they're in it for the right reasons um and i think that's what's going to keep the bowhunting league i mean i think we're going to just keep going and going and going because we have that mindset you yeah. know we're not in it to make money right that's not our, our goal is not money our goal is to have fun and promote hunting um and that's that's really i would say
3: that's and, yeah, sort of just, what it is. just create a great group that literally anybody can enjoy no matter how one how much experience you've got hunting i mean we've got new hunters that are killing their first deer ever in the league i mean we've got guys that have been hunting for 40 50 years now i mean it, we've got a little bit of everything for everybody out there and it's just like the friendships that you make and everything through it are are top notch i mean you've got so many like-minded people that that you're meeting and stuff in that that it just kind of drives you to to try to be a better hunter and try to put up some pretty impressive numbers and stuff like that and and it makes you just kind of makes you hunt more and that's I ended up getting into it that now I'm I'm helping with the moderating on the Facebook page and I'm also in our social media group and everything like I'd said earlier I've I've been helping with like reaching out to people with scoreboards and stuff like that and and that's all because they literally just put a post in the group saying hey we could use some more help who'd be interested and right I was like well I really like this contest so I reached out and was like, hey, I'd be interested, and, and here we are, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I you guys are doing a great job. I, I commend you with especially, you know, everything's for free, like you said, and, I, and I, I really think that that's, you know, speaks a lot to the intentions of the whole um, contest in itself, and I think that the right people are getting involved, and I thank you guys so much for coming on and, and promoting exactly what you're doing, and I think that with, you know, with this, I, I really hope that, this helps get some more people involved because i can tell you that i will probably be putting my name um and putting a little team together and like because like you said you know i never know what i'm going to run into the woods either and i'd love to uh as much as i'd love to kill 160 inch deer you know that <laughs> would be even better to get a free boat then too so
2: right
1: yeah. right and um, so I, I appreciate you having us on um just letting us talk yeah I, like i said i'm not sure we're the best guys for the job but i just appreciate the opportunity Absolutely. to you know reach out to some people and Uh, it's kind of nice to have someone from the state that we live in like-minded and just have a conversation yeah
0: yeah well thank you guys so much and then you know um i always invite the guests back And if you guys want to come back on we can get real deer crazy all right oh yeah Yeah, i got some stories
1: i could tell i I could talk
3: deer for a long time oh yeah i could talk deer until i'm blue in the face Yeah.
0: yeah i i know that game and i i live it and I know that I can make these last too long. So with that being said, I think that we're right at the perfect amount of time with what we wanted to go over. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, God bless you and, and good luck this season. I will be in contact with you guys throughout, throughout here. So
3: thanks Sounds for good? having us on. I appreciate it. Okay. Look forward to seeing you in the contest. All right. <laughs> and getting on here and talking again. Okay.
0: Until next time, guys. See ya. You have reached the end of another episode of the Keystone Chronicles podcast. Guys, if you like what you're hearing, please go over, rate, comment, and subscribe on the Apple platform and the Spotify platform. That helps the show so much. Thank you guys so much for the support. I'm going to keep it coming. If you guys want to hear anything different or you think that we need to get somebody on the show, please reach out to me. You can get me at mcp5141 at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and YouTube. Just shoot me a message. Let me know. I appreciate the support. Until next
2: time, thank you.